story from the Gospel of Luke. One day, while Jesus was standing by the shores of Lake Gennesaret, and the crowds were pressing in on him to hear the word of God, Jesus saw two boats there by the shore. The fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he said to Simon, put out a little way from the shore. And then Jesus sat and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Peter said to Jesus, Master, we have worked all night long and have caught nothing. But if you say so, we'll let down your nets. And when they've done so, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break, and Simon had to signal to his partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they filled both boats so that they were beginning to sink. But when Simon saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For they were all amazed at the great catch of fish that they had taken. And so were Simon, so were John and James, the partners of Simon Peter. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching people. And when they had walked their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. Holy words for holy people. Thanks be to God. The great stories of Scripture are always about many things. They are never reducible to simple one simple takeaway or tagline. And this is certainly true of the story that we just heard about the miraculous catch of fish and the call of the first disciples. There's so much going on here. The crowds pressing in to hear Jesus preach, the miraculous catch of fish, the sparkling sea, the conveniently located fishing boats, Peter and his companions sitting on the shore washing their nets, and the call to those fishermen to leave everything and follow Jesus. There's so much to this story that it's hard to know where to dive in, so to speak. Today, though, there is one aspect of this story that seems important to lift up at this particular moment in time. And that is that part of this story, an important part of this story, which we sometimes miss with all the waves and the water and the crowds and the boats, a big thing about this story, in fact, the thing at its center, is discouragement. 
At the very heart of this story is this exchange between Jesus and Peter. Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, we've worked all night and we've caught nothing. Peter's response does not seem to me like a breezy retort from someone having an off day. It's not banter among fishermen. Eh, they're not biting today. His words sound to me like someone who's had more than one off day recently. His words sound like the words of someone who is really tired of working hard and seeing no results. His words sound like the words of someone who is weary and not really thrilled about getting what seems like a chipper pep talk from some carpenter turned preacher. After all, to Simon's way of thinking, what could Jesus of Nazareth possibly know about the life of a fisherman? Carpentry, that's different. You work all day building a thing, and at the end of the day, you've got that thing, or at least part of it. With fishing, you can work yourself to exhaustion and still come up empty. Put out your nets into the deep water and let down them for a catch. Master, we've worked all night, and we've caught nothing. The printed word on the page in the Bible can't really express this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that there must have been a pause after the first part of Peter's response to Jesus' suggestion. Can you imagine it? Can you see Jesus and Simon Peter in that boat waiting to see who will blink first? Peter is tired and ready to call it a day. Jesus isn't leaving the boat. The other disciples are shaking their heads and giving Peter the thumbs down sign. Jesus isn't leaving the boat. The nets are washed and laid out to dry in the sun. Jesus is still in that boat. And the story can't move forward until Peter makes a choice. Give in to his discouragement and his fatigue or take a chance on this crazy Jesus guy who he barely knows, this teaching, healing carpenter who cannot possibly know what it feels like to work all night long and come up totally empty. Master, we have worked all night long and have caught nothing. If you say so, we'll let down the nets. Yes, if you say so. In this story, this is the turning point. Somehow in the depths of his exhaustion and discouragement, Simon Peter opens himself to the outrageous possibility that somehow the presence of Jesus of Nazareth is going to make some kind of difference. He signals his companions to put out once again into the deep water and let down the nets. And anyone who spent any time in Sunday school knows what happens next. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they filled both boats so they were beginning to sink. But Peter's reaction to this amazing turn of events is not relief and celebration. When Peter saw this, 
He fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Astonishingly, this miracle, this great catch of fish, this tremendous demonstration of the power of God at work in Jesus and the world seems to have made Peter more discouraged and not less. And this time he's not just discouraged about his work, about his fishing. He's discouraged about himself, his life, his world. This story doesn't seem to be headed in the right direction at all. But wait. I think we've seen this before. Do you remember back in November when we heard the story of the call of the prophet Isaiah? Remember how Isaiah records that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty and the hem of his robe filled the temple. And then, right after that, in the midst of this direct, dazzling encounter with the living power of God, Isaiah cries out, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among the people of unclean lips. He sounds a lot like Peter, doesn't he? He's just had an amazing encounter with the power of God, and his response is not very different from Isaiah's. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. It must be that there is something about an intense encounter with the divine, an intense encounter with the power of the living God that unmasks the evils in our world and our own captivity to them. It must be that an encounter with the living God reveals to us a vision of that thing we pray for, God's will being done on earth as it is in heaven. And in that moment of clarity, we see how far our reality is from that vision. And then we realize we've been given this vision for a reason, that God is revealing a realm that God wants us to help create. God has given us a vision of something God wants us to be part of. And we are overwhelmed. We can't. We just can't. We're too messed up, too self-centered, too entangled in the world as it is to ever be a major or even a minor player in God's project of recreating the world as it is meant to be. And so we cry out, go away from me, go away from me, Lord. It's at that moment, that very moment when we are overwhelmed by the evils around us and within us, that the call of God comes. God speaks to Isaiah in the temple, Whom shall I send? Jesus says to Simon Peter, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. And we know how this story ends. They left everything and followed Jesus. But what's included in that everything? Some things are obvious. Nets, probably boats co-workers, the versions of this story in Mark and Matthew's gospel mention James and John's father, Zebedee, left standing in the boat. And that is a lot to leave behind, but I think that's not all. I think there is more. When they walked away from their boats and their nets, they were also walking away from the discouragement that was weighing them down. They were walking away from voices of self-doubt that told them they had nothing to offer to the work of seeking and enacting God's realm on earth. 
They were walking away from being overwhelmed by the enormity of the gap between the world as it is and the world as it should be. They were walking away from all of that and turning towards hope, turning toward the incredible possibility that the presence of God in their boat and in their midst was going to make a difference. They were walking away from all of that discouragement and turning towards hope and the possibility that they were gifted by God to be part of the ministry that Jesus had claimed as his to fulfill when he read from the prophet Isaiah in his own home congregation, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. What about us? What about you? I know that there are those here today who struggle with feeling like their labor has been in vain, like they have worked all night long and caught nothing. How do I know this? Because I'm right there with you. Some of us may feel this way because we feel like we're trapped in personal or work or family situations where no matter what we do, things don't seem to get better. Some of us might feel this way because we feel like every value and human right that we hold dear appears to be under attack right now by those in power. Some of us in church leadership feel this way because the culture is changing rapidly and all the things that used to work to keep sanctuaries and Sunday school classrooms full are no longer as effective as they used to be. And so with Peter, we stare at Jesus and say, Master, We've already worked all night long, and we have caught nothing. That's us. That's us right there, right at the heart of the dramatic pause in this great story. We are eye to eye in the boat with Jesus. We are tired. Jesus isn't getting out of the boat. We are frustrated. Jesus isn't leaving that boat. We are ready to give up, go home, Netflix and chill, baby. But Jesus hasn't blinked. He's still right there. And this moment, this moment is the moment of call. This is where Jesus looks us right in the eye and asks us to make a choice. Go home or head back out into the deep water to see what more God has for us. Well, what will it be?